Hello, you amazing people out there, and welcome to the Amazing Action Comics Podcast, where we are all about independent comics. Uh, welcome to this week's uh, Indie Comic Spotlight. I'm your host, Angel, with Phil Pepe. How's it going, everybody? What's going on, Phil? Oh, nothing much. Same old, same old. Ready for, for uh, a weekend. Yeah, I am too. I, I just have to point out that it is nine thirteen in the morning, and that Phil is thirteen minutes late for the podcast. <laughs> but it's okay; it, it's ex- it's excusable because I didn't show up to the one prior to this one at all because I completely forgot, which is crazy. You were, uh, you, were a day, you were a day late on that one. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, so we're back from a two week hiatus. Well, last week I believe I was away. And a week before that, I just had the biggest brain fart. This is what happens when you're doing too many things at once. You were uh, busy that week, yeah. Oh, and then and not set an alarm. Like, I set an alarm for everything. Like, I set an alarm to, to pass my bowels. Because if I don't, <laughs> then I, I just won't do it throughout the day. <laughs> it's just crazy. So, um, yeah. So, before we get started, because we have uh, two books for you this week on the uh, Indie Comic Spotlight, uh, I just wanted to kind of thank all of our fans out there. Uh, the Drunkard Out of Space, the Kickstarter project was successfully funded. Um, I think we had just over 40-something backers. Um, That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, really, really excited to have that. And, you know, we got some cool stuff and rewards uh, coming out their way. Uh, but it was just really cool to see the, the reception of that book. And I know that once the people get into their hands, they're really going to enjoy it. Um, so, yeah, so I wanted to thank all the amazing fans out there. Uh, it was just, it was phenomenal to see it just get funded, you know, really quickly, um, as well. So yeah, we're excited about that. Be on the lookout for, for your stuff coming on the road soon um, for that. Uh, we also have other projects that are coming down the road as well. So just make sure you visit amazingactioncomics.com. Um, sign up for our newsletter and we'll keep you updated on, you know, the next Kickstarter that we have. Uh, we're excited about, you know, I think we have three projects coming down the line so we're not trying to bombard everybody with you know um all these projects but we, we do have them um some already done and completed that we're getting ready to launch um and some that are just still in in, in progress which we're really excited about so you know over the next couple of mo- weeks to months we'll we'll definitely be shooting out some more information um about those projects so Very yeah cool. yeah exciting stuff so yeah. um all right cool so we have two books for you this week uh phil read one and i read both of them. So I guess we'll start with, with you, Phil. Sure, uh, sure. Go for it. Okay, so uh, picked another one from uh, the good old folks at Aftershock Comics. Uh, this one is called Search for Who. And that's for H- who? For Who. Oh, okay. That's H-U. So if you're, uh, looking, if you're looking for it on the stands, uh, it is with an H and a U, not a W-H-O. Uh, the book is by John Sui and Steve Orlando as writers, uh, Rubin as artist, DC Alonzo colorist, and Carlos M. Mangual as letterer. Um, <laughs> letterer. Letterer. Needs <laughs> so, a letter R. <laughs> so, um, a really interesting book. Um, it is, you know, I'm, I'm so. I'm a big fan of uh, crime stories, like uh, mafia stuff, right? Okay. You know, especially growing up on a healthy diet of Goodfellas and The Godfather, right? Uh, and then, of course, The Sopranos later on. 
Um, also love um, stuff dealing with the Yakuza or, mm-hmm. or the, the Japanese mob, mob uh, like uh, films like Black Rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was really expecting something like that. Uh, but this was actually not a, tr- a straightforward mob story. Um, it does have those elements, especially you have uh, your main character is someone who kind of sits outside of that world uh, and then is drawn in. Um, in this case, uh, he is completely unaware of, uh, of, of his ties to uh, The Who, which is a, a, an Asian mafia uh, type, type setup. Uh, or Bob family type setup, and he um, uh, finds this information out from his mother, uh, and then is kind of compelled and uh, to, to 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 seek out uh, what is actually going on with his family setup. Uh, so it starts uh, pretty interestingly enough in Afghanistan of two, uh, 2015, mm-hmm. uh, where our main character is a veteran of the Afghan war. And we kind of see uh, one, you know, basically one opening page of him and uh, an, another soldier uh, that he is obviously very close with. Uh, then we, we go or we're transported to San Gabriel, California. Uh, he is gone from the war. He is home with his uh, mother and father. Uh, they own a bar and grill, uh, and they are violently attacked one night. The mother and father are violently attacked and shot, uh, outside of their bar and grill, uh, which then, uh, you know, they are both in the hospital, which prompts their son, uh, to go see them. And this is where his mother tells him, uh, that she is from a Russian Jewish family named Margulis. Her, that family during the China, the, the Russian revolution, fled to China. Uh, then one of their patriarchs married a woman from the Hu family uh, for several, for like a generation or two, the families were in sync and unified. And then something happened to tear the two families apart uh, very bloodily. Uh, that is why the mother uh, came to America uh, and married someone not involved with those families. Uh, and then that kind of brings us where we are. Um, so uh, with this information, uh, the main character decides that he's got to go to China. To, to, to see what's going on, why his parents got shot up, what's the rivalry between the Margulis family and the Who family. Uh, and he brings his friend uh, from Afghanistan um, to China with him because she has these connections and helps set him up. Uh, and then you kind of get into... Uh, you know, you're, you know, every, every mob story has to have a, a gunfight in a nightclub. Uh, and that's how <laughs> this first issue ends, uh, with a pretty interesting cliffhanger. Um, I dug it. I, I liked, I liked the story. I liked the concept. Um, love the artwork. Uh, the story moves. It's really brisk. Uh, there's a couple points where it feels like motivations or, or information uh, is a little bit glossed over. Mm. So um, from his moment of finding all this stuff out, going home, finding more information to him, all of a sudden getting on the phone and calling his friend to say, Hey, we got to go to China. That was a little abrupt for me, but I get the economy of story and moving the story along that if you're going to truncate something, it's going to be that. Uh, But otherwise I thought a really good, uh, enjoyable 
uh, first chapter gives you a ton of information, uh, but moves at a brisk pace. Mm-hmm. Like I said, really mm-hmm. gorgeous artwork, mm-hmm. uh, really nice details, um, and uh, a, a really good opening salvo in probably what is going to be a very interesting story. Uh, and again, being Aftershock, they have uh, my favorite. They have all the, some, some text pages in the back. Uh, basically, it's a breakdown of the characters uh, as told from the main character's point of view. So it's as if it's like him writing this, uh, this information about the characters that he meets uh, in the story. Uh, and then a really good family tree that kind of helps you kind of keep keep path of everything uh, yeah. and, and the various characters in the back. So uh, Aftershock always does these really good packages for their first issue. Uh, so you get a lot of information going in, uh, but you do have a really good, enjoyable story as a, as a, a good first chapter. So. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. I, I agree with like 99.9% <laughs> of what you said. I, I like there was something that was kind of like either rushed or, or, you know, just glossed over in, in that middle section. And for me, honestly, I think it was just the fact that we had only like I think two or three panels of mm-hmm. a flashback. Yep. So if the flashback would have been you know a page or two or you know a double splash page explaining that whole history that the mother was explaining in the hospital, yeah. I think that would have landed a little bit more. For me, I think all right. So there's a couple things that are missing. Is one or is is am I invested in the character? Mm-hmm. And reading this first issue, I wasn't. It was there wasn't enough emotional trauma. To justify me to say, oh my God, I I I need to know what happens. I, mm. I honestly don't care. Um, you know, <laughs> the the his friend um, is Korean, right? So she's yeah. in South Korea, um, and his friend is actually his uh, sergeant. Right. So she's a superior. She is the one that has the connections and stuff like that. And whenever he calls her, it's never like a buddy buddy thing. It's always a, a favorite thing. Yeah. Which is fine because that's how like the the army brothership or or kinship works. Yeah. You know, they're 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 for life kind of thing. But you know where this relationship is going in this story. Oh, dude, they're they're (laughs) fucking for sure. You know, you just know they're moving in that direction. Um, But with that being said, like, like this, this is a perfect example of I would have paid six bucks or seven bucks for an oversized issue, right? Because we've got, we would have gotten so much more out of it, and maybe I would have been invested in the character. Now this is a book that I look at. I say, you know what? It was a fun read, but I think because it's only. No, this was not a success issue. I think this was an ongoing. I'll wait for the first trade to come out. And I'm exactly. pretty sure that in that first trade, it's going to be a really solid read. Um, so it'll be a slow burn that way. And not a slow yeah. burn in regards to action, because obviously there was a lot of action in here. Yep. But just like the the true motivations of, of what's going on between the two families, how did it get to be where it got, and you know what's going to happen to this dude that's going into the middle of two organized crime families and saying, yo, let's make some peace. That's not going to happen. They're just going to blow his head off. Right. But yeah, that's a great point. I mean, that is, you know, one of the the, the questions that, you know, you determine after you read a first issue. Do I want to read this as a serialized story? Mm -hmm. Am I that engaged and I want to read it months and months? Or is this something that as a big chunky graphic novel, you know, uh, when it's all collected, is that going to be a better reading experience? And I definitely think that those like glossing over of details um, they they're glaring in in a single standalone first issue, mm-hmm. but if you're reading this as like a multi part story in one sitting, um, that sort of economy of story uh, would 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 be less noticeable. Yeah, uh, yep. when you're reading it in a larger context. Yeah. yeah, and especially when there's so much content that you know comes out every week. You know, this is stuff that you have to remember. And if you're not invested, then more than likely you're not retaining 
um, yeah. as much as you need to, to stay engaged. So not a bad story. So this yeah. is not a negative review in any means. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the art, it is beautiful. It the is writing really is great. Yeah. The color is great. Um, I just, for my, me personally, I'm definitely going to wait for the trade to come out so that yeah. I can read it in one chunk. And I know that it's going to be an enjoyable story. Yeah. I just hope the payoff is, 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 is good. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, yeah, I do love the art. I think his attention to detail is great. I especially love the patterns, uh, like the Zipatone type designs. He puts mm -hmm, on various mm -hmm. suits. Yep. And that cover is a winner. Yes. Because you got one man standing alone against a, a, a mob of mobsters. Yes. Uh, with a great white stark background. And the best detail, if you look on the floor... Uh, by his feet, by his foot, yep, there's the an eyeball. eyeball. That's just a great detail. So. <laughs> but you know what? It's there's so much dynamic movement in yeah. all the poses that that just yeah the cover pops. So yeah, yeah, guys, you know, search for who from Aftershock Comics if you like that sort of like uh, organized crime kind of story. Uh, definitely right up your alley. I would check out the first issue for sure, mm -hmm. and then you decide whether or not you want to read it in bulk or continue with the uh, the serials. So, all right, cool. All right, moving on to our second book. This one is from Dark Horse. Um, and, you know, they've been a hit or miss uh, with a couple of titles. So uh, I'm not big on, like, Witcher stuff, but I read the first one, and um, it kind of had me engaged. And out of two issues, it was only a two-issue, I think, series <laughs> or something, and I didn't even get the second issue. Uh, but that's just me. Uh, this one is called Last Flight Out. Mm. Um, all right, now, uh, let's just let's go with the, the logistics first. So this was written by Mark Guggenheim. Uh, art is by Eduardo Ferigato. Uh, colors by Marcelo Costa. And letters by Diego Sanchez. Um, all right, so let's just go with the basics. So beautiful looking book. Um, colors are great. Uh, the, the, the panel to panel transitions um, are fantastic. It's a really good, good book to look at. Um, I think this suffers similar to what we were talking about with the search of who hmm. there's just so much going on in you know 22 pages that i found myself not being invested and not caring as to what happens next <laughs> but it's not to say that it's a bad story it's just there's just so much going on and like there's two pages that go from one thing to the next thing to the next thing that it doesn't allow me to like really sit and and, and digest um what's going on so basically in, in an elevator pitch you have the end of the world yeah you have this father who's part of creating what these what, what are called arcs two arcs have already left the planet so the planet's going to be uninhabitable in about six years or whatever it is um and they have this window of time for the third arc that hasn't taken off if they have i think a 24-hour window now for that arc to take off if they don't take off then they miss their window and their next window is for six, 68 years later um, and they only have about six years on Earth before it's, it's deemed uninhabitable. So that's the number one challenge. Hmm. You've got this father who's responsible for these arcs, the number one guy, but at the same time has a family. Wife dies early on. Daughter survives as a baby in a car crash. Um, and then you see, you, you kind of get the gist of the daughter being, you know, growing up without the father. So sort of like an absentee father because he's been focusing on his project so much to get all these people off the planet. So save the planet, be with my daughter, kind of like weighing the balance there. Um, it's it's more like told in the gutters than it is in actual panels. Hmm. So you have to decide how heavy that relationship is or is not. And, and that's where I was kind of conflicted. So you knew that he was you know working on this project and you knew that he wasn't there for his daughter in certain instances where 
they had uh, a couple of panels of him interacting with his daughter and it was sort of it was very cold and distant because he was really focused on the project at hand rather than his daughter so you fast forward and it's x amount of years later which is now the future they have 24 hours to get off the planet he's responsible for getting this uh arc launching being successful so that they don't miss their window and then he comes to find out that his strange daughter who's grown up now is missing um and is missing i believe in chicago and they call chicago the hell on earth because i don't know why because <laughs> uh, it's not explained in here but i guess it would be in, in future issues so i guess you know martial law has been uh deemed in in uh probably the entire well I, let's focus on the united states so we're focusing the united states um has been declared so all these places where people are rioting you have uh some people that don't believe that uh, the earth is dying, that they believe it's a hoax. So mm -hmm. it kind of it kind of mirrors what's going on now with the vaccine stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that kind of took me out of it because the real world stuff, whenever they try to implement what's going on currently in current events into comics, I'm like, fuck, it, it <laughs> just takes me out of it because it's no longer a comic to me. It, it's, it's like reading uh, a, a newspaper or a news magazine you know, trying mm -hmm. to give their point of view of what current events are going on right now. Mm -hmm. So it did kind of take me out of it a little bit, but then I pushed it to the side and said, okay, let me just keep it to the context of what I'm reading. So you have like this, like a, like a tweet page of, of people writing their tweets. So you have like the, the, the World Health Organization making their statement about uh, the importance of the ARC and being able to get onto the ARC so that we can be safe because I believe they're going to uh, tighten. Okay. Or am I making that up? Mm, I don't know. I didn't maybe, read I'm the book. maybe I'm mixing that up with something else. But they're leaving the planet. It doesn't matter. Right. On the arc. And then you have all the other tweets coming in. Oh, yeah, this end of the doom days things. It's a hoax. I'm staying right here, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. So then you move on, and then you come to find out, yep, she's missing. So they got to go to Chicago. He has to go to Chicago to try to find a daughter that he hasn't talked to in I don't know how long or whatever it is. Now, here's my second beef, and this is the trope that I can't stand most of the times. So you have a rich dad, important dad. Um, he has one person that he needs to go get. They have less than 24 hours to go get her because if they don't, if he, if he misses that window, it's done. They have to send seven soldiers with him <laughs> to go as fast as they can to Chicago to try to find her. Now, I forgot where they are. They're somewhere in the middle of the ocean, so it doesn't matter. It's going to take them time to get there. This is the common trope where you have... 9,000 people looking for one person. You know, right. out of those 9,000 people, they're not going to make it back. <laughs> so half the team is going to be lost. And by the end of the book, you see that at least three of the soldiers are dead. Um, hmm. And then there's four of them left. Three soldiers and um, the, the guy that's looking for his daughter. So, but then those lives that are lost are discarded. So, like, discarded, like, they don't have families, they don't have parents on New York, they don't have kids on New York and stuff like that in search of one person. If it was me and I would have wrote it, I would have said, motherfucker, here's your backpack. You're out there on your own. Here's a ship. Or, or, or ask for volunteers if anybody wants to go and let them truly volunteer because we know that soldiers are volunteers, but if they're ordered to do something, they have to follow those orders. Mm. These, these, these. Uh, troops did not volunteer for this mission. They were ordered to go on a mission. So yeah, here, here's a backpack. Here's a plane. <laughs> go and do your thing. Or, or if somebody wants to volunteer because they freaking they can, you know, they understand what he's going through his plight, then and they want to help him, fine. But you know, you got three people dead. And I'm thinking about this. Those three people, because I'm giving them a backstory because they don't mm. have a backstory. I'm like, 
those motherfuckers had families. Mm-hmm. That one had a kid. That one had three kids. <laughs> and now they have no parents. They're, they're, they're just gone. Huh. Kind of thing. So it basically ends with the, the plane that they're in traveling. Uh, it crashes. Uh, and now they're just there. So um, now they have to make their way to Chicago on foot. Um, and then figure out, you know, where his daughter is and what's going on. And whether or not, honestly, what's going to end up happening is he's going to find her. She's going to be resistant because she's going to have daddy issues where you weren't here all my entire life. Mm-hmm. And now you want to come and save me. Fuck your dad. And then if, if there's a twist, it's going to be something that, that we're not expecting in regards to, you know, what's in Chicago. Um, you know, is this really a hoax? Um, is this, is, you know, getting people off the planet, just a way to, to make the planet safer for the people that stay. So instead of like Thanos snapping his fingers, you just take like fucking 4.5 billion people off the planet and send them somewhere else. And then you only have half the population on the planet and it, and it can kind of survive. That would be cool. I, I would mm. be, I would dig that because that's fucking malicious. Somebody just said, hey, you know what? Let's take 4 billion people and just ship them into space <laughs> and then save the other 4 billion. So yeah, it, yeah. For me, this is another one where it's like if it was a double size issue, like I don't mind paying, you know, $6, $7 for a double size if we're going to get a media story that's going to allow us to be invested in the characters and their motivations. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for me, both these books, even though they're, they're beautiful to look at, they're really well written. Yeah. For me, they're going to be trade reads. Like, I think I'm going to be invested if I sit there and I read five issues in a row and I'm going to be like, I'll probably be blown away. Um, and, and that's hard to do in a single issue. It's hard to do in 20 to 22 pages. Um, and I think if, 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 if it was double the size, 40 pages, they would have been able to, you know, give a little bit more and, 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 and grasp me in there. But, you know, that, that, that's just me. Yeah, uh, you know, but you got a great, great point. I mean, and we've talked about this before. It's tough on a first issue because you definitely, you know, you have to do a large part of it is exposition dump so that your your reader doesn't feel totally lost. Uh, but then you also want to get, you know, your action beats, your set pieces in mm-hmm. there to, 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 to really engage the person. And, you know, like in the case of Search for Who, um, you know, it, you could have sacrificed one or two pages of a fight scene, uh, push that to a later part of the story because you had enough action scenes and sequences in that first issue to, to give a little bit more of that information and that narrative. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a delicate balancing act, especially uh, when you're doing something set in the future. Because right. then you also have to, this is not our world, this is the world of the future. And you have to ex- explain those rules. Plus, you have to have your action beats and introduce your characters. So, yeah, it's a very tight it's a tightrope it's like walking a tightrope as uh, as a creator uh to really make sure you you have everything you need in a first issue um in that short amount of time yeah and, and you know what when you have like an ongoing series that doesn't have you know an end date on it then you you can take your time work the slow burn or whatever it is that you want to do um and, but when you have six issues which is like the last flight out then mm-hmm. there's so much content that you got to get in six issues. And it's, it's interesting because I remember reading or, or hearing something on Robert Kirkman, right? And mm-hmm. it was a discussion, I think, between him and Jim Valentino. And it was, you know, you know the whole story with The Walking Dead, right? The initial yeah. concept? Yep. So that it was supposed to be zombies, but aliens were supposed to come. That's why yeah. we got the Skybound X. It's supposed <laughs> yeah. to be a, a, a farce on that. But, all right, so moving forward, uh, and it wasn't even about... Um, Walking Dead. This was about Invincible. So in Invincible, he had a reveal that was scheduled to come out later. Much later in, in, in the issues. I think around issue 20-something. 
But because the sales were, were starting to diminish or there was interest being lost, mm-hmm. he had to move that reveal much earlier. I think it was probably within the first six issues mm-hmm. that he had to move the reveal up. And then all of a sudden, interest went up. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, in, and it's hard because we're, we're talking about this after the fact. So this, this stuff has already been created. It's in our hands now. And we can, we can sit here and nitpick and say, oh, they should have did this, they should have did this. Um, but I think as creators, as you're sitting and writing and doing, you feel like you have all those beats until it's actually out in people's hands and then they receive it. And then this is where we're at. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, you know, it's just hard because, like you said, it, it's a first issue. It's an independent comic book. It's not, you know, superheroes are pretty much easy because mm. you can tell where the motivations are for the evil person. Even if the evil person is, doesn't think he's evil and, you know, think that he's doing good and the good person is, you know, doing the good, um, those motivations are easy to understand. Um, mm-hmm. But when you're creating a world that uh, that people don't know yet, how, how do you get them invested? And mm. I think it's it's not so much the instances of what's going on, but it's the way that people are reacting to that. And yeah. so I think that was that, those were the things that we were missing in these two books is, is, is sort of like that motivation that ties us in and be like, oh, man, what the fuck is going on here? Mm-hmm. Uh, because mm-hmm. the, honestly, in, in the search for who, the, the moment that I said, oh, shit, was when the parents got shot up. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I thought they were dead. Yeah, yeah. I thought too. I thought straight up, this is you know, this is a revenge story. This right. is his parent. One or both are going to die. And what I thought was really funny was, um, and I think it's really a good character statement on the father. He gets shot, and the 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 the, the mother goes to him, and he's like, "No, no, no, I, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay." And he's the one who's in a freaking coma. But you, there there are people like that, especially you know, uh, specific cultures too, where where you can't show that weakness, and you're there to kind of yes. protect the other. Yes. And I thought it was a really nice moment. But it did that made me chuckle a little bit as far as like he's he's wipe he's brushing this off a little too easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was funny. Um, but uh, but, right, but yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, but exactly, you know, great point there about you know about how how again how hard it is to do a, a first issue and it, you know you got to think sometimes those people who are who have made it right uh to to get to write a big character like say a batman you know or a superman yeah, yeah. you have a luxury because you don't have to introduce that character everybody knows right. the, those main copyrighted characters your challenge there what do i do with this character that's that's different you know? right and, and like, it's a different level of you know, there's expectations for those characters because they've mm-hmm. been around for so long. Um, and I have respect for both. So yeah. these guys that are doing things where, you know, you, you have a story that's coming out of nowhere to try to get people invested, I think is is just as hard as mm-hmm. somebody writing a well-known character to keep the respect of the people that love those characters. Mm-hmm. So it's it's two sides of the same coin and it's just it's it's hard no matter what. Fuck yeah. that. So so we're not <laughs> by any means necessary we're, we're we're not shitting on this and we're not disappointed right. in these books. It's just our take on, you know, how we're going to consume the rest of the story. Right. And for for us right now we're thinking that we're going to consume it in trade. So yeah, really really awesome job done by, you know, uh, both creators. So you've got Search for Who from Aftershock and you've got Last Flight Out from uh, Dark Horse. Uh, definitely give them a go. Uh, show them some support as well. Yeah, um, I don't definitely. think you're going to be disappointed. So, yeah, those are our two books for the week. Um, and where do we get our books, Phil? 
Well, I know that I get mine at The Joker's Child in Fairlaw, New Jersey. And I believe you get your books at the same place as well. I believe I do. <laughs> it's a great shop. Definitely come on down. Uh, they, they're, there's so much eye candy there. Uh, it's amazing that uh, every, every time I'm there, I see something new, which is, yes. which is yes. great. For sure, guys. So, yeah, uh, if you're ever in Fellow, New Jersey, uh, stop by, say hello to Len and Karen. Um, if you're not nearby, just please find your local comic shop um, and support them by giving them a visit and, uh, yeah, picking up some books there. Uh, so that brings us to the end. Um, again, I just want to thank uh, all of our amazing fans for supporting our Kickstarter project, uh, The Drunken Out of Space. Uh, logistics are, are happening now for that particular project so that we can get the rewards uh, as soon as possible to you. Uh, look out for future uh, projects coming down the line and visit us at AmazingActionComics.com um, and stay up to date on everything that we have going on. All right, with that being said, it is Friday. Um, <laughs> so we hope that you enjoy the weekend and we look forward to bringing you books next week as well. And as always, be amazing, stay amazing, and read something amazing. 